So usually we start out our episodes with a quote, but considering that the lesbians at the end of Rise of Skywalker don't have any lines, we're just gonna kick it off today. Live from the wretched hive of scum and villainy, we are the Moss Isley Mavens. I'm Rachel Giles. And I'm Timbala Cabray. Let's talk about Star Wars. Hope you enjoyed that political statement. It's going to get worse from here. <laughs> I love I love the disclaimer at the beginning. Maybe that's what maybe that's what we should put at the beginning of episodes. It's just a disclaimer. A disclaimer. I've been it only it, it only gets worse from here. It only gets worse from here. I have a bad feeling about this. Ah, that's a ah, <laughs> We did finally include a quote. Ah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's an official app. It's an official episode. So today, our first topic, we're going to kick off. Well, first and foremost, hello, welcome. Star Wars is gay. This is a Moss Eisley Maven's Pride special event. Absolutely. Um, woo. That wasn't a very enthusiastic you. I apologize. <clears throat> Let me try again. <clears throat> woo. Perfect. Nailed it. Perfect. Yeah. So our first topic today is not a woo. It is discussing the lack of film representation. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you know that this is a pretty big problem. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's an issue. I, and I feel I feel like it's not even just just a Star Wars issue. It's a it's a media issue as a whole. People trying to include gay characters, but they're like on screen for two seconds or they just have like some weird throwaway line that mentions the same sex partner or something like that. So it is a it is a it is a media wide issue absolutely, and that that really sets us off to talk about our first topic under this, which is the idea that a lot of times when that happens, this is something that I learned kind of recently actually, is because when you limit the queer characters on screen and you make them not integral to the plot, it makes it easier to cut and censor them out of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, for foreign countries or as we've seen, like it happens sometimes on airlines in order to get like a lower rating um from the movie which is kind of messed up that like that the nature of lgbt representation is inherently not child or family friendly yeah that it's immoral is is messed up yeah Um, absolutely and and to not just you know we're not just making this up so our source for this is that the the scene that we talked about in rise of skywalker was actually censored in some foreign markets, including Singapore and in Dubai as well. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm not surprised by that. Even yeah. though, even though like, I still haven't, I still haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, but you missed even, on the only characters, Timbala. I know. Ugh, I know. But yeah, even even I knew there was a kiss, and it was only like two seconds long i feel like lin-manuel miranda's cameo was longer than the lesbian kiss at the end of rise of skywalker i wait lin-manuel miranda was in it i didn't know that never mind (laughs) 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 never mind (laughs) but yeah he makes a cameo i think i think he says something he's in the same scene with the lesbian kiss that's funny Okay, I didn't know okay, that. Then never mind. I retract my my previous statement. <laughs> Maybe he's not well, in it longer. <laughs> I don't have the theater kid dar that you do for picking up on these. Oh my god! On these actors and these uh, yeah folks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I know he wrote he wrote um 
the song from uh force awakens the cantina yeah he song. wrote the cami the cantina yeah. music apps yes yes it, it bops i i gotta say it does it's it's a hit it's a banger so getting back on on to this idea of you know why is this something that's been so hard for star wars to implement um obviously the fans have been pushing for this and you see that a lot in in like external fan media that gets created whether that's like fan fiction or whatnot or just even the discussion surrounding it and in addition to that I think you know the actors are okay with it too absolutely and I think I think I'm regardless of what you think of that like it's just actors um you know knowing their audience and giving giving the gays what they want absolutely what do they want they want gay Luke Skywalker yeah it's in, in this interview with the sun in 2016, um, you know, Mark and Mark Hamill is, is a real one in terms of this question has been asked of him several times and his response is generally always along these lines. Um, and I'm about to quote from, from vanity fair. So his response when asked was that, you know, fans are writing and they ask all these questions. I'm bullied in school. I'm afraid to come out. They say to me, could Luke be gay? I'd say it is meant to be interpreted by the viewer. If you think Luke is gay, of course he is. You should not be ashamed of it. Judge Luke by his character, not by who he loves. Absolutely. Which is just, yeah. That's. I think that that's so sweet too. And I just picked up yes. on this now, but um, I love that he even kind of uses like Yoda's like judge me by my size. Do you at the end? I never noticed that before. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're so right. I, I love this quote. And I think I it came out in 2016 so this was like just as I was getting into Star Wars that this this quote was circulating and I was like you know what he is gay had I fully watched an original Star Wars movie yet no but I was like you know what he is gay I think it's powerful when you know somebody like this who obviously it's not a director or a writer but I think that actors are oftentimes like the face of these movies and the people mm-hmm. we get the most media from in terms of interviews and you know press appearances and so to have somebody who really understands that character deeply as Mark Hamill does has played him for 40 years to really answer this in such a thoughtful and um, compassionate way I think is is extraordinary. Absolutely and I think even um Oh, I don't think like I know, but John Boyega and Oscar Isaac were kind of a similar mindset with uh, Poe and Finn, because I know, oh, I know that a lot of fans like automatically, as soon as they saw the two on screen together, they were like, those those dudes are gay. They love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that one of my favorites uh, in terms of because Oscar Isaac and John Boyega both have talked about it in interviews pretty Mm -hmm. extensively. Um, and they're very similarly, very comfortable, very compassionate in their responses, like Mark Hamill is, I would say. Um, but yeah, Oscar Isaac was doing this interview with Variety, and the interviewer had asked about whether or not he could, he envisioned what the fan response to Finn and Poe's relationship was going to be while they were filming. So he kind of was discussing just like the experience of auditioning with Boyega and how they had this really immediate connection and chemistry and the part of the quote that I think that I love what he said was 
And it was just like immediately all kind of artifice, everything just collapsed. And there's like an intimacy that was very just there. And I think the fact that neither of us shied away from that while we were shooting as well. I think it was just like, these are two guys that are happy being intimate with each other emotionally. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't actually a total shock that people saw that in there. Personally, I kind of hoped and wished that maybe they would have taken that further in the other films, but I don't have control over that. So. Yeah, and that's that's a really real thing. I actually just experienced that a couple months ago. I was in a I was in a Zoom play called uh, "Sammy Joins the Mafia," and when I was auditioning, I auditioned with this other actress, Melina Rabin, who is fantastic. But we were auditioning together for the two main love interests, the two main characters, and we auditioned, and it was just like sparks flew. We did such a good job. Like, like that's such a real thing, and it's actually super sad that they didn't really do anything with it and like it's so rare that you get instant connections like that from just an audition so it's really sad to see that Finn Poe never went anywhere it really, it's a real bummer it is really interesting to me that and, and a lot of people have pulled this out in terms of like tumblr gif sets and everything that there's mm-hmm. so many parallels between them and Han and Leia in the original yes. trilogy yeah Mm -hmm. it feels very much that they are in many senses aware of what they're doing um in terms of putting them together yeah and then not actualizing it and so to me that does really ring of kind of the the queer baiting that can happen where you can get fans who are lgbt kind of hype about this character or the idea that there could be representation without actually like delivering delivering on it it. and Mm -hmm. it sucks because i mean this brings us to to one of our final points on this topic is that a lot of gen z is lgbtq plus and i think if star wars had like a confirmed gay character who wasn't just a bad guy or who wasn't just a throwaway character disney would be making bank off of them absolutely 100 percent. i think that there is a fear that what i to me what happens is that we see when uh corporations have made efforts to be more inclusive of lgbtq plus individuals they get boycotted essentially so Mm -hmm. to me it says that disney is doing math and they're still valuing uh, homophobic and transphobic revenue from people who would protest other than the actual good that representation can do. Yeah, people. like I know yeah. recently on Twitter, um, you know, because every corporation was posting their rainbow capitalism as soon as June 1st rolled around. And Disney, Disney did post this cute little, this cute little picture of like the progressive LGBTQ plus flag. Um, and it had like Mickey Mouse and friends like walking across it and said something cute like love is love or something like that and then Alex Hirsch the creator of Gravity Falls retweeted it and he was like this is cute and all but I got laughed out of like the pitch room when I tried to get canonically queer characters in my show. We're reaching a point where for so long this community has been forced to accept scraps essentially whatever we can take in terms of representation mm-hmm. and that is the expectation that whatever we give you should be good enough but I yeah. think that as you get a greater percentage of the population who's coming out and more open and more comfortable discussing you know they want more yeah, and we want more and people have given us like an actual taste of what representation could be like Rebecca Sugar with Steven Universe absolutely um, 
oh the creator's escaping my mind but um the the showrunner for she-ra that oh yeah no Catradora, yeah. yes Catradora being canon at the end i didn't see that coming i was like oh it's clear baiting we again get so but used no to accepting less that you know yes. it's, it's such a shame but i just think that we have an opportunity now more than ever to really speak up and to demand better because we deserve more than this you know 20 percent and 20 percent of just generation z is identifies as lgbtq plus which is more than any generation previously but that doesn't negate the fact that there are so many people who identify as lgbtq and not just people who are open and out and talking about it you know so i mean yeah slowly but surely and i wish it was faster definitely absolutely um and I think I think unfortunately, like as as generations get older, more of us do get into the industry, um, hopefully to face less hurdles. But uh, it's like three steps forward, two steps back, you know, all it like constantly. I think at the end of the day, too, it's like one of the reasons that it's so hard to advocate for and to get openly queer and trans characters on screen is that like a main part of it is that I think that homophobia lies in the fact that people fail to empathize with an experience that isn't theirs, right? They're afraid to put themselves in the shoes of gay people because they are afraid to be gay, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's hard because when you start sort of including these characters, people are going to immediately shut off to them because they want to otherize themselves because they are, they don't want to identify as someone who's queer or trans, but the reverse isn't true. And queer and trans people are expected to, and have had to identify exactly. with That's exactly what I was sexual thinking. and cisgender characters all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, I really think it's just this idea that if you can see past, you know, it's what Mark talked about, judge Luke by his character, not, not by his perceived loved. sexuality. And from what I can tell from like just other, other, other queer people like you and myself, um, people don't want necessarily want someone who who's being gay is like their personality trait, which I feel like that's like the common trope in media is that when you have a gay character, that's all they are is just gay. Like, I think I think She-Ra is the perfect example. The relationship between Adora and Katra was not like a focus. Like it wasn't just like, oh, they were exes or blah, 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 blah. But no, like it was about saving the planet, stopping an evil right. terrorist alien group. And then maybe they might fall in love at the end. Yeah, I think it's, well, it also does a good job of it makes that relationship integral and interesting yes. without it being... Um, any like I don't I can't think of a better word cartoonish even though it is a cartoon yeah yeah it's I think that but I wonder if that comes from when you don't have that uh representation of queer and trans folk in the writers rooms yes the characterization becomes a caricature yes because they don't again you're not empathizing you're not putting yourself Mm -hmm. in the shoes you you know god forbid uh a gay person is just like you but they are attracted to the same gender like that's, exactly like yeah yeah, yeah it, it needs to be equal like these characters on screen but also the people who are represented by those characters are also in the writer's room um and the same can be said for um diversity via race like Absolutely. you can have a show filled with black people but if the writer room is the writer's room is filled with white people it's it's not going to make a difference <laughs> Thank you.
So moving on, we're going to go into a bit of more of a fun segment, which uh, we're going to call, is anyone getting a bit of a gay vibe? <laughs> which basically means uh, we want to establish the idea that every force user uh, is gay in some way, shape or form. Don't you agree, Rachel? I think that, yeah, using the force is a little gay. Um, a little insert yeah, hand emoji here. You know? It's a little fruity. So I just, before we get into that, though, I would say that, like, the reason that Timbal and I are doing this, it is a lot of fun, but also, you know, we just had this whole discussion about how there's, like, a lack of representation in the Star Wars film uh, media, and, like, I think a radical thing that queer people often do is to queer something as a verb, and so I just want to yes. say that even though this may seem like it's all in good fun, like, it is actually important yeah we're not, we're not sitting over here rewriting canon no no chill okay calm down it's just all in good fun but like it means a lot to us so also yeah. it's our podcast <laughs> <laughs> to reiterate yeah nothing we say is so if this offends you in any way shape or form I would just say first off take a step back know that like there are not queer people in the spaces where decisions are being made for star wars like that's not or they don't have enough say because there's not representation that's getting to the actual media film media at least and mm. yeah so just yeah take a chill pill basically it's absolutely you, I was this is all in good that. fun but it's also <laughs> serious <laughs> yeah so just chill homie okay uh let's start off with the jedi the lo- the gayest force users I don't know. The Sith are pretty gay, too. The Sith are pretty gay. I was just, they're gay, like, for straight people. Kind of like the way Queer Eye is gay for straight people, you know what I mean? Very interesting take. I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? Jedi are gay for gay people. I like Like, it. Like, Karamo Brown is gay for straight people. (laughs) Like, specifically Karamo. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Karamo stands out of our 12 listeners. Um well, I think it's mostly just like the notion of like we're getting into discourse like way fast. Um, but like <laughs> well, I think sometimes you have actual queer celebrities and creators who are like by nature of trying to achieve notoriety and make themselves palatable to a larger audience perform. Yeah like queerness in a very particular way yeah they they, yeah. they they package it so that it's friendly for straight folks yeah yeah but no 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 no, tea, no, no hate here like no it's a hate here <laughs> like i get it i get it but it it happens yeah could yeah. be gayer you know <laughs> put out a mango uh, in there make it a bit more fruity i feel like the sith are our corporate pride events like on the death star and then the jedi are like the picture well it's like the meme that's like a jokey picture of like everybody's in rainbow yeah and in the other one it's like what actual gay friend groups look like and it's like a picture of all the vampires from what we do in different decades (laughs) yeah yeah okay but hang on i want to go back back just a second are you saying that the sith and the empire are rainbow capitalism i am i actually have a snapchat saved love that (laughs) that's a picture of um it's a picture that I found or it's like a snapchat filter that puts you in the hallway of like an imperial star destroyer and I added in like pride flags waving and this is pre-Tarkin talk so I was I was clocking it beforehand head of of the curve and I said I'm so happy to work for a corporation that supports me or something (laughs) because I feel like that's the vibe 
so one of the more serious reasons that I think that the the Jedi are queer is because LGBTQ plus people we have an ability like as a marginalized group to sort of use that experience to foster a deep well of empathy this is not to say that there are not Milo Yiannopoulos of the world like of course there are Admiral Tarkins in real life and in Star Wars um but I think that a lot of times the queer people that you meet are more radically in favor of social justice, particularly mm -hmm. those who are like the most marginalized, because obviously it's like when you don't have, if, if you're not supported by the current power base, like, i.e., you know, the more white, straight, and cisgender yeah. you are, the, the more you're likely to side with the oppressor. Um, <laughs> this has gotten way Ooh. deep. Wow. <laughs> But I think that, yeah, I think the Jedi are just incredibly empathetic and compassionate. And I think that is what we should aspire to as yeah. a community, at least. Yeah, that's definitely like a goal of the community. Sometimes it falls short. I feel I feel like that, that, that's true of a lot of communities. There's always going to be a couple of uh, problem children. Uh, but I think I think as a whole, like the LGBT community is um, very similar to the Jedi Order in that capacity. Yeah, I think so. I also think another kind of element that is really something that at least, and this is something I sort of noticed recently, the idea that Jedi are separated from their uh, families, their biological families at a very mm -hmm. young age, you know, and I think it's this idea that there is something inside of you that can't be taught necessarily by your family. Um, yeah. Or it's a way that you're going to have to find it, you're going to have to create a found family in order to see that kind of reflected, right? Because mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter, like you can have the best parents in the world, but if you have straight parents, your straight parents can't teach you how yeah. to be queer or what it, that yeah. means, the, the weight of mm -hmm. it, yeah. So I think that's something that I kind of noticed recently, just in terms of like, why I think a lot of queer people end up identifying with, with Jedi or with Sith. <laughs> Are with Sith. <laughs> because the Sith also are going to remove you from your found family. It's just necessarily yeah. a different doctrine it's a di and, it's different. and bond that's created. It's different. <laughs> it's different for sure. But yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think another reason why the Jedi are gay is because they have mullets. And um, historically, mullets are a very gay haircut. Lesbians of way back when used to sport a mullet um, because it balanced both the, both the masculine and the feminine with the business in the front and the party in the back. Uh, and <laughs> definitely iconic. And things like clothing and, and hair haircuts were a really great way to identify other queer people when you couldn't really be super vocal about it. And so it's very gay of the Jedi to have mullets. Absolutely. I love that that history lore drop uh, from our resident historian. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any the the Jedi like it, it's also anyone with a ponytail secretly has a mullet. I just want to point out it isn't just the visible mullets. It's also the invisible mullets. The invisible. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we see you, ponytail Jedi. We see you. And you're valid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi are also very dramatic. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name drop one specifically. And that is our very own Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I bring this up because homie 
is leaving robes around the galaxy because he loves a good traumatic dramatic robe drop and i think that's very queer of him it's very it's very musical theater and i only say this because of that one scene from the anastasia movie where like the dude is auditioning anastasia's and the one grandma comes up and she's like grandmama it's me anastasia like that's that's obi-wan it's performance it's camp it's queer it is known it's queer yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely absolutely i feel like this is very indisputable i think that another thing about the jedi is that they also have very gay hobbies um i mean think about what you're what are you doing at the temple you are meditating you are Mm self-actualizing um you're doing like group therapy sessions you know what it's kind of gay bro it is it is gay and also also a lot of a lot of queer people are really like into spirituality and like rocks what is like the core belief of the jedi oh my god the kyber crystals crystals. oh my god you're so right and the different colors of lightsabers have meanings just like different crystals have different meanings and attributes come on it's right there it's right there we have cracked the code we've cracked it incredible incredible another thing that we the community loves and particularly our willowas amongst us um swords swords are such a thing you're so right i'm pretty sure i just saw like a queer couple on tiktok um one proposed to the other with an engagement sword what i wanted listen if you are my future partner and you're listening to this podcast i expect nothing less than a sword or like at least like an ornate dagger or something you know incredible incredible there's something sexy about a dagger absolutely (laughs) oh my gosh uh (laughs) i think also the food options at the jedi temple are gonna be I, this is not confirmed. I just feel like Jedi are going to lean more like vegetarian, sustainable. Yeah. I remember you suggesting this to me and I thought this was canon because <laughs> like it makes sense. It makes sense that they eat clean. Yeah. These, like, they're, they're, either... they're sensitive too. So like, I feel yeah. like even if they are like carnivorous, because I know some species in the galaxy are obviously, and some of those are Jedi, they're going to yeah. be like mindful because they have a connection to all of the different creatures yes. in the universe. They also have every type of milk available. Oh my God, they do. You know what? They absolutely do. They go through oat milk like crazy over there. Oh, can you just imagine in the like the Jedi temple cafeteria, they just have like one of those like soda dispensers, but it's just all the different kinds of milk. I kind of hate that visual. <laughs> I think it's terrible. Also, I feel like the worst part of that is because your mind is immediately going to like having to clean that machine and how absolutely <laughs> rancid it would smell. <laughs> Even the force can't help you with that one. You just have to no. muscle through that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, that I hate that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to another point. The Jedi are also forbidden from forming attachments. And George Lucas has said that that doesn't mean that they don't have affairs. And I would like to say they the secret. Do, they do get it on. Jedi <laughs> are allowed to get freaky. But it's secret casual relationships, which is giving me, it's serving up like 
50s you're absolutely right gay vibes but yeah the idea that like uh, a strong religious background Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. that's you know looks down upon it meaning that you can't you know it's a little marry anyone yeah mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. insert hand gesture emoji here. <laughs> when Timbal is doing that we're we're we we do a lot of miming of the limp wrist so that's what we mean by hand emoji essentially <laughs> i feel like if you know you know so uh also every male jedi has by wife energy like at the minimum yeah. and i know this isn't like necessarily like People who have bi wife energy aren't always queer, but they like they're like super good allies, and they get it. Yeah, it's a vibe. It is a vibe. It is a vibe check that you pass if you have yes. bi wife energy. And it's I think really I think the perfect compliment. I think the perfect example is Kane and Jared because I think we were even like trying to like talk about it. Like, is this man yeah. queer? And like no. we couldn't. He's not. He's not, and that's fine. But like there's something about him and it's because his wife is queer yes hera is in doula is is a bisexual and kaden is his is her loving husband yeah yeah he's also a male wife kaden is a male wife oh my god wow and that's why he's the best jedi I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ahsoka. I'm sorry. Hot take. Ahsoka is the best Jedi. Kanan is the second best Jedi. And Qui-Gon is the third. That's my... Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Good night. That's your your top three. What is it? What is it? What is it called? I was about to make like a sports reference. And then I was like, neither one of us know anything about sports. It's my bench. No, that's the people who aren't playing. I was like, isn't there like something about like March Madness where like you're like your top? The top bracket? Oh, the, my bracket. Is that what we're trying yes. to do? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Look at that's us. That's my bracket. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm not sure what my bracket would be. Yes. But moving on. Every member on the Jedi Council has made out with Kit Fisto at least once. I'd say Yoda is the exception on that one. I would agree with that. But that, I feel like... I, I don't... Like, Yoda okay. is too... Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but here's the scenario, right? Yeah. Like, Kit Fisto and another member are, are just hardcore making out, right? And, like, mm-hmm. Yoda walks in on them, and he's like... Oh man, I was about, I wanted to say something in Yoda speak, but then I, I couldn't think of anything. But he I just like, like walks this... in and he's like, ah, okay. And then like walks away. I hate that so much if I'm being honest. <laughs> but, it, but I'm right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like Yoda, I feel like Yoda is the exception, but he's the one who always discovers them. <laughs> Yoda has a crazy old queen vibe. He does. And I think uh, he, if there was a gay man who had the same energy that Yoda does in Star Wars, I think it would be Leslie Jordan. <laughs> Leslie Jordan's oh my gosh. energy matches up with Yoda's. He does have Yoda energy. Yeah. Just uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. And then my final point I would like to make, as I have established, Ahsoka Tano is number one best Jedi. Yes. Um, and she's gay. So that means like Mm-hmm. circle takes a square like we're gonna apply that the formula and for people who like come at me with like Lux Bonteri here's what I'm gonna tell you that is like a textbook compact crush like it was weird like who do you it pick? was weird 
if you are if you are a young queer woman and you're like who should i have a crush on and you're like doing that mental math you, the first brown haired like kind of nice teenage boy you meet it's like that is the one no rachel why are you literally calling me out right now there was oh my god i totally forgot about this dude in middle school and you just wow I mean, yeah, Lux Monteria is every middle school, high school crush I had. Like, that is the vibe, the energy. And also, like, it's never going to work out because he is selfish in a particular capacity. Like, your journeys will always part. And that's why it's safe, you know? Like, he is an yes. artist or he's somebody who's really into politics, like Lux is. Like, he has a career, like, a career-oriented young man. That is who we're talking about. And mm-hmm. that is who Soka picks to kind of, quote-unquote, have a crush on. Um, but yeah, no, she's gay no absolutely (laughs) no yeah you're right you're right and you should say it (laughs) the sith are also fairly queer uh i would say because um you're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that darth sidious liked women or liked anybody for that matter like that's kind of that's no one he thinks that no one is good enough to be with him like nobody I still, I, I hear you and I respect this. I respect that. That is true. He doesn't actually like have the ability to love, but I do think he's like a Hitchcock, Hayes Code queen villain, mm-hmm. like in the way that like a gay person can be evil in a 1960s movie, you know? No. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. and and it doesn't, it, it's not about sexuality. It's just like, if we're going to have somebody who is, queer coded like they have to um be evil or die and preferably both if we can hit both that is that's peak that's we've achieved the pinnacle um no notes from the studio essentially yeah (laughs) yes I think I think it's similar for Dooku too yes and like I'm pretty sure like I think Rachel and I were we were we were discussing this because I thought he had a whole family like a whole wife and kids no, he's just, but he's that the is Count of Sereno. And so the reason yeah. Dooku leaves, so Dooku does have, I, I actually, to be TBH, don't know if it's Legends canon or current canon, relationship with Jocasta New, the librarian of the Jedi um, archives. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I don't know if that's currently canon. It was at one point canon. But anyway, I, no, I just don't. Wait, okay, no, wait, pause. What? Yeah. Okay, no, stop. Because that's like Loki kind of cute though. Like two old people. Well, they weren't old at the time, Timbala. It was but they're old <laughs> now. <laughs> they're old now. Can't you just imagine going to the library and like talking to Jacasa and being like, have you but, ever been in love? And then she's like, Oh yes, once a long time ago. And like it's Count Dooku. Like okay, what? But that's kind of cute yeah here's the thing here's here's what i feel i feel that in the dynamic jacosta has a crush on dooku dooku is gay that's that's what what happens okay Um, no that's valid (laughs) and that's valid of her um but honestly like dooku is your gay grandpa picture him not drinking a pretentious cup of tea you can't you cannot he also chooses a lesbian as his apprentice he hates general grievous i don't know why that it just feels gay that just feels gay to me but I also feel like loving General Grievous is also kind of gay. But like not not like General Grievous like as a whole, but it's specifically the hello there, General Kenobi with the, the lightsaber Grievous swinging. Is, 
pretty camp I would say mm-hmm. but also he's a non-force user and so I think oh you know what yeah. you're right you're right he goes on a different list you're he right. he he somehow like culturally appropriates queerness I don't know what that looks he's, like but he's straight for gay people you're right you're right <laughs> he's on that other end of the spectrum I would also like to offer up, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, that Darth Maul is also queer in some fashion. My favorite headcanon is that he is non-binary. He goes by he, they pronouns. And yeah, and he likes who he likes. And I think his the last person he really was really, really into was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And As also, he- like, listen, is Maul a little of a bad guy absolutely yes undis- undisputable but also i feel like if i was also a little bit of a bad guy i would be great friends with him oh no for sure i think i think you can be friends with him even if you like i think of ahsoka and maul at the end of season seven of the clone wars yes yes yes, yes. you can have been besties they could have been besties i think it could have happened i really was I honestly know that it doesn't fit within the canon of Star Wars, but when Darth Maul, so essentially at the end of the Siege of Mandalore arc, um, Ahsoka and Maul have a duel, and basically uh, he knows that Anakin is going to turn to the dark side and become Sidious's apprentice mm-hmm. and wants Ahsoka to come with him to stop Sidious, but Ahsoka refuses to believe that Anakin could turn evil. But anyway, I know that that does, in the canon of Star Wars, they cannot stop Sidious. But when I tell you, I wanted to see them stop Sidious so badly. Okay, no, but no, I would love to see it. Like, like I am pretty, like there, there's like, Marvel has a whole what if theories coming up. I want a Star Wars one where Ahsoka and Maul become besties. (laughs) We could do a what if if Luke went to Alderaan and Leia went to Tatooine too, which is my favorite. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. They both would have thrived. They could they could have made it work. They could have. They could have made it work. Oh my gosh. But yeah, also Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi, it is yeah. Yeah. I yeah. see that too. I agree. Right? I think uh speaking of Count Dooku's um lesbian apprentice, I know that was that's not the smoothest transition, but just work with me here. Um, Asajj Ventress is uh incredible. Um I think yes. she is peak queer-coded female villain. Like we are no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Above same way she go from Kim Possible is incredible comparison. Yes, yeah. that is exact the energy, the mm-hmm. vibe. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know there's a novel. I understand this. There is a novel that is canon where she has a relationship with Quinlan Voss. I don't see or love that journey for her. That's um, fair. I have yet to read the novel. Me neither. But I, I really just want to. I know. I'm. I'm. I Ventress. I, yeah, I, know a I want that Ventress though, content. And I don't oh. want to read the novel. Oh. As a result, I'll read the novel for us. Okay, I really appreciate that, Timby. It That's might take me another team. year to get Do the through this book. second half of the Thrawn the book. book. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I can listen to the audiobook, but I just like there the spoiler go. is one that I disagree with in terms of like, what is the Nick Fury quote from the Avengers? I see the council. I recognize the council has made a decision, decision, but seeing as how it is a stupid ass decision, decision I have elected, elected to ignore it. it. Yeah. That is exactly how I feel about That's valid. Um. A, Quinlan Voss, and B, the spoiler um, okay. from the novel. 
uh darth vader is a heterosexual that is no. true yeah anakin and anakin skywalker has bi wife energy darth vader is does not that's no yeah but darth vader protects his gay friends and the reason i bring that up is because all of the inquisitors who uh if you don't know the inquisitors work for the empire to locate other to locate for sensitive people and uh either have them join the inquisitors or eradicate them the inquisitors are also force users and darth as from what i can tell i'm not sure if this is entirely right but darth vader is like their boss slash dad and he protects them at all costs i think he hates them but if anyone hates them because specifically because they're gay darth vader makes it his job to get rid of that person yeah yeah he's definitely like the the token straight friend in the group oh my gosh no i just thought of it darth vader is the bob belcher of the inquisitors and the inquisitors are all are like tina jeans and louise's no but bob belcher is canonically bisexual so that's actually you're so right okay but i'm thinking of specifically like the <laughs> specifically line and like the very first episode where bob is like i love you but you're terrible you're all terrible yeah, like that's yeah. the line i'm thinking of that's the, that's energy, the energy darth vader and the inquisitors have I think it's also incredible that this man was best friends with um, Ahsoka Tano and um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, and then when he became evil, he was just like, I've lost my gaze and I need to reassemble. You need to and, re replace them. Yeah, yeah. So we get, you know, he's friends with Dr. Afra and he's friends with Admiral Tarkin. Our friends is a strong, but also was he friends with Obi-Wan? They had a complicated relationship, It, you know, so I see that. I see that. Yeah, Anakin and Obi-Wan were not friends. They were brothers, which is a different relationship. Word. That's so true. Like they might have been like okay brothers, but you can't you can't always be friends with your brother. Sometimes you're just family and that's, that's different. Tragic. That's that makes me really sad actually. Um if I think about Obi-Wan and Anakin, I'm gonna get sad. Let's move on. Let's move okay. on. Okay. Okay. Using the force in general is just gay. Yeah. Yeah. It's also diabetic. Yes. I don't think I've ever I've ever talked about my diabetic headcanon on the podcast. Okay, now Timbal is gonna pop off about um why every Jedi is diabetic. So okay, so 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 here's what you need to know about diabetes. Okay, your body makes zero insulin. Your body makes none of it. That's what makes you a type one diabetic. The pancreas is closed. It retired early. There's no more insulin. So as a diabetic, what I have to do is I have to balance, that's the key word, the balance between having enough insulin and having too much or too little. So here's the thing, right? Jedi are good diabetics and anyone who's diabetic will understand what that means. They have, they, they have achieved the balance between the highs and the lows. They get it. The Sith on the other hand are bad diabetics. They don't take their insulin and their blood sugar is high and a symptom of your blood sugar being high is like you get angry all the time this headcanon occurred to me when i was watching the force awakens for like maybe the fourth time and i'm watching kylo ren pitch a fit and i'm like homie needs to take some insulin his blood sugar is high and then i just ran with it because it's true his blood sugar is high all the time that's why he's a whiny piss baby 24 7 thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> um on the topic of kylo ren um 
the exception that proves the rule in regards to using the force is gay because he did not he could not save yeah himself no. uh yeah yeah that's why he died he he was he, he was too straight it. to live i'm sorry he couldn't mm-hmm. handle the force no yeah it was too much for him <laughs> this is i i'm sorry if you're a kylo ren stan um but yeah we're this is not the podcast for you we are not kylo ren stans <laughs> we are kylo ren haters i actually rewatched rewatched uh episode eight with um my partner and every time kylo ren popped up on the screen i made the same face and like usually like a ugh noise whenever kylo ren <laughs> was on the screen um so yeah it's i we do not like this man we don't like kylo ren this is our pride podcast and so it's important that we recognize and be true to the community and voice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we're not having any of his no you know what i've just realized i don't think i've seen a single like sexuality headcanon where kylo ren is anything but straight Oh, for sure. I because think I think is, well, no, there are a, there's a large contingency of people who ship him with hooks. No, but that's fair. But that's gay for straights. You know what? You're right. That, You're right. Because I also used to do that, and I do kind of stand by that a little bit, but not enough to like disagree with you. I if that my makes stance sense. on that has always been that like I do not care who the Nazis are dating, like. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm I'm ambivalent about the Kylo Hux shipping is because anyone who doesn't ship Raylo is an okay in my book, you know, like yeah, I mean, you know, it could fault, be worse. It could, it could be, be worse. worse. It could be worse. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that I just you know what it's pride. It's the pride app. So we're going off. Um, I think the reason that Raylo is problematic is because. Kylo's redemption arc is really poorly stood up Bad. and the notion that Rey's love is some kind of reward for not being evil is not good it's problematic it's problematic not good because I think that fundamentally like Star Wars is for kids like that like as we sit here and we discuss it at the end of the day the primary the target audience to this has always been children and so the message you're sending to kids by having Ray's again affections being some sort of reward for Kylo to be good is like yeah. it devalues her character in such a particular way and we're not even saying that Ray is queer in this like no. it's not like but it just yeah that's that's why we're such haters i would say do you I don't have like anything it. to add i've yeah. never liked it um I, I i still haven't seen um episode nine i low-key like want to keep it that way just because it feels like a running gag at this point but even in like the force awakens i knew there were there were Raylo shippers like immediately and i was like <coughs> excuse me <laughs> if ray is gonna be in a heterosexual relationship it would be with finn absolutely like that's that's he's at the top of the list like, if he wasn't going to be with Poe, I was fully expecting him to be with Ray. I think that there's, like, a notion of, like, people really love, like, the bad boy in any kind of media. Like, that's what people are sure. drawn to. But at the same time, I think 
it yeah we just have to think critically about these things Mm -hmm. and yeah so and like yeah Kylo Ren is the bad boy but he's bad at being the bad boy if that makes sense I don't if anything I think Poe is kind of like who the bad boy should be because he's like He's, a he's little got the leather jacket. He's mean. got the like the the, the flippy yeah. hair, and he's like, huh, "I'm gonna do what I want. I'm an arrogant pilot." <laughs> I think it's we have to distinguish it between like, girl, we need to draw the line before we hit genocide and patricide. Like we are out here killing our fathers, killing children, and it's just like Anakin yeah. Skywalker is not hot. Kylo Ren no. is not hot. The actors, if you want to be an Adam, you want to be out here thirsty for Adam Driver or Hayden Christensen, whatever, that's fine. But the character, you, I, they're they're constructing these elaborate fit mind palace fantasies, and it's just like, think about this. Think about the message you're sending to Adam them. Driver is at the top of my list of white men the internet wants me to fall in love with, but I just can't. Adam Driver is um, at the top of my there list. There is an iconic tweet that is one for the books and it is i saw the greatest minds of my generation simp for adam driver and i think about it so often right like nothing against the guy like he's not ugly he's not ugly right no we're not bashing his look we're not bashing adam driver like he's not ugly he's a talented actor as he's well. very talented he knows what he's doing but if i'm simping for any man in that movie it'll either be oscar isaac or john boyega like they played characters who it is easy to fall in love with versus the genocidal dude and also who kills his dad also oscar isaac is just fine like i know i know i know les i know rachel you are a lesbian so you might not you might not get it no you might not get it but i know Oscar Isaac is fine, like F O I N E. Fine. No, here's, here's the thing: local lesbian entering the chat. Mm-hmm. I truly thought that I was like bisexual for a significant period of time, exclusively, and I, I mean, truly hanging on by a thread because of Cassian Andor and Rogue. That's valid, though. Something That's about- valid. No, absolutely. <laughs> To be honest, I think any Star Wars man who is not on the dark side of the force, all the light side dudes, there is something that is just hotter about being in the Star Wars universe. It just, like, you're, I don't know if it's the clothing, I don't know if it's the vibes, but I'm just, no, absolutely. You know, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Ben, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. Yeah, okay. I'm like thinking okay. about it and I'm like, is there a dark side man that I'm like, hmm, about? No. <laughs> Maul from the Clone Wars. I do love Maul, but like, I'm not, like, I'm not sitting over here being like, Maul, fine, because he, he's not. Like, I, I, I can't are. decide. I are. keep debating on whether or not I have gender envy over Maul, and I have yet to decide. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a vibe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it here for, first, folks. Am I a mall kinny? Who knows? <laughs> story, story in progress. <laughs> and then moving on to some of our like non more non Jedi Force users, um, I think and Maz Kanata having a crush on Chewbacca for the drama of it feels queer to me. No, absolutely. There's something about it. Yeah, and she's force sensitive, 
like mm-hmm. of any of the characters that we meet in the sequels other than like Ray and the obvious yeah guy. no you're right I feel like that one needs no further explanation I like, think also yeah like Chewbacca and Maz in general feel like that is that is has camp. energy it feels yeah. camp it feels camp. camp yeah I think this is our I think this is our last point one example in Star Wars that could have been like really 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 good to make a queer couple it's these two Chirrut in Rogue One is one with the force and also yes. he has a husband and his name is Baze. yes absolutely you're gonna, you're gonna tell me that i'm wrong grow up no. doug it's no well you're not gonna, <laughs> you're gonna look wrong. at me and you're gonna tell me tell that, me that, that I'm, I'm wrong no i think i think like this is my hot take and i think that if there is one semi-decent example of a queer couple in star wars it's these two and i think the only thing they were really missing was like either a real like either like just like and i love you or a kiss or something just to show that they're like an actual couple confirmed would have been chef's kiss perfect i think typically the only valid argument to me like against any sort of queer representation is sometimes people will be like well like we need to have these like portrayals of intimate friendships between men like that's something positive we can do to combat toxic masculinity here's the thing like rogue one chalk full of positive like male friendships and so i think having one of them be an actual like romance as opposed to a bromance it would have been perfect yeah it would have been perfect and then I would be crying twice as hard at the end of Rogue One as opposed to just the normal type when um Cassian and um Jen die oh my gosh I can't they I truly think we could have we needed confirmation on both of those couples and that's the tea Mm -hmm. that's the tea I think there's a novel, like there's a novelization of Rogue One, and it happens. We're get, we're talking about our favorite heterosexual couple in Star Wars. To finish off, the to one. finish off our pride up, let's talk about our favorite het couple. Um, but there there's a novelization of Rogue One, and it's when Cassian like saves Jin, like towards the end. They're at like the tower or whatever, and Cassian shoots somebody. And the novelization hat says that like Jin looked at Cassie and like he was the most beautiful thing in the universe. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I just realized in this moment, though, I think mm-hmm. that Cassian also has by wife energy. And you would be right. Mm. And you would be right. That's why they work. It works. It works. So oh. they're included. Welcome to welcome to the community. <laughs> welcome. Oh, man. God, I love them. They make me sad, but I love them. So many, every Star Wars couple is doomed to tragedy. Like, maybe it's good there aren't any gays in Star Wars because they would just die, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, Oh my my gosh. gosh. You know what, though? Like, Finn and Poe both made it out of the sequel trilogy, so I guess we would have had that. They get married. Uh, You'll never see it in canon, but they got married. (laughs) They got married. I think so. Thank you for joining us today for our wonderfully informative and uh, hopefully entertaining episode. Totally off the rails pride special. We did we did make a disclaimer at the beginning. So yes, yes. You had your chance. <laughs> you had your chance and you sat with us for the rest of it. So congrats. Welcome. You get a, a podcast high five, which is just me clapping into my mic. It did not work at all. Zoom totally suppressed it. It was just like, um, don't blame me. I did do it. 
I, I we do record our Zoom sessions, so if you need video proof, uh, I'll get it to you. <laughs> but I did do it. Uh, you can blame Zoom. Of course, they would do this at the end of our Pride up. Very homophobic of them. Oh my gosh, just terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us for this week. And we are the Moss Icy Mavens signing off. Thank you.